Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life brought to you by Gamer Goo. My name is Mark Turcott. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Tuesday, January 5th. 2021. Hopefully you're having a good day so far. You know what's funny? This is actually the second time I just had to record the beginning here uh, because I threw out 2020. I don't know if you guys have that problem. I always have the issue of converting over to the new year. I mean, today is actually going to be the first day that I'm actually heading back to work uh, here since the <laughs> since the new year. And, uh, you know, the amount of times throughout the day that we write the date, uh, it's going to take me about a week. I'm sure today I'm going to be writing 2020 all day long. And hopefully, hopefully I'll uh, catch myself because, of course, hey, when you're writing down the date on those prescriptions, man, it, it matters. So we got to make sure we're putting 2021 on there. So uh, I would love to know if you have that problem because I certainly do. I know I'm not the only one out there. Uh, having that issue. But a uh, quick little uh, housekeeping here off the top of the show. Don't forget, you can always follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk, at M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. You can always email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com. And hey, you know, I could sit here and gush some more about Final Fantasy VII Remake, but I'm not going to do that. I'm actually now 15 hours in, played a bunch more yesterday. And, you know, like I said yesterday, I'm loving the game. I'm doing every side quest that I possibly can. Um, it's just... It's it's so much fun to play. I'm really enjoying it. I love the direction they're kind of taking the story, uh, where it's still following the same track that the original did, but kind of in its own way and with its own little twists. It's awesome, man. It's it's so good. But you know what I realized yesterday on the show? I didn't uh, talk about really any of the Sony first person or no, first person first party games that are coming out. I, I kind of was done, and then I was like, wait a minute. Some of my most anticipated games for this upcoming year, for this year, are the Sony exclusives. And I don't even think I mentioned one of them uh, on there. So a couple that I missed, uh, definitely, and we're supposed to get this one early. We don't know exactly when, uh, but is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I can't wait to play that game. I think that game really is going to be the kind of early visual showpiece for what the PlayStation 5 can do. I mean, kind of how right now Astrobot kind of is that, you know, very colorful, very vibrant, um, and, and just the the way that it runs <clears throat> and its frame rate and how it um, just pops off the screen and, and, and all the, uh, the physics that are kind of running under the hood. And then, of course, the ability um, to just quickly load different settings. I think Ratchet and Clank is really going to show that um, to players out there. And, you know, I'm more excited now after playing Astrobot and realizing what they can do with the controller. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with the controller and a longer formatted experience like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. So hopefully we'll be getting a launch date for that soon. Don't know when that's going to be. I mean, they kept saying, uh, I want to say quarter one or, or launch window. And usually launch window uh, usually goes up to like January 31st. I mean, I don't think we're going to get it by the end of January here now. I think we would have already known if we were going to get it by then. Um, but hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping by the end of March, if not, you know, in, in late February, early March, will be that time frame. So... Uh, but yeah, man, that game is going to be just just awesome. Uh, we also have uh, God of War, which you know hasn't necessarily been confirmed for this year, um, but uh, you know, kind of all signs were kind of pointing to that potentially God of War Ragnarok. Um, so hopefully we'll get that. I, I really want to dip into God of War on the PS5 because I know the the frame rate they did increase it up to 60 FPS. So kind of like how Ghost of Tsushima looks, just awesome running, you know, at the higher frame rate. Uh, the videos I've seen of God of War looks that way too, so I'm sure at some point I'll be replaying through that. Um, the one we do know that I'm pretty sure is coming out this year, though, is uh, Horizon 
Forbidden West, Horizon 2, Forbidden West, uh, is supposed to be launching this year too at some point. I'm guessing that's probably going to be our big fall game if it ends up not being uh, God of War. Horizon, I think, will be that game. I um, Kind of my, on my stack of shame is Horizon Zero Dawn. I've never finished that game. I've only played... I want to say, you know, maybe 10 to 15 hours, maybe. And a lot of that was, you know, getting kind of in the initial bits of the story and then just kind of going off doing side stuff. Uh, I just kind of got caught up in a lot of that and then moved on to something else. When that game launched, it was around the same time that Breath of the Wild launched. So I didn't even get into it initially. I was just so caught up in Breath of the Wild uh, over on the Switch and then eventually picked it up, you know, months, months down the line. And then I'm sure something else came out. And, you know, at that point... Guardian Radio, you know, we were doing a bunch of there, so I just didn't didn't get through it. So I definitely want to now. I know right now you can get it, um, I think, for like 20 bucks. It's like a PlayStation Hits, and it comes with every, you know, DLC. Um, and actually, uh, one of our Discord members, uh, one of the Patreon supporters, Matt, uh, Matt Clark, I know he, within the last month or so, played through it all and, like, <laughs> was constantly putting it in our chat. You know, oh, my God, guys, this game is great. Um, so I got to get through that story, especially before Horizon 2 comes out. I'd, I'd like to kind of be all caught up with that. Um, because it looks like that's going to be just an awesome, awesome game. And I'm sure it'll be, you know, kind of the bigger, one of the bigger PS5 games, especially here early on. And uh, Resident Evil 8 Village was a game I missed yesterday as well. I've mentioned before how, you know, the Resident Evil games are too damn scary for me to play. Uh, but there's something about this one, you know, with the idea of werewolves and witches and all that that looks like it's going to be uh, pretty awesome. And again, I'm sure this is going to be a, a graphical showpiece. Um, over on the platform that'll just be um, a sight to see. I'm sure I think will be uh, the, the best way to say that. So really looking forward to checking that out uh, as well. Um, just some other uh, kind of random video game news that happened yesterday that I think is pretty awesome. And it kind of ties into some of the things that just my family and I are kind of interested in. And uh, it looks like Epic Games, who uh, is over in Cary, North Carolina, which is kind of right outside Raleigh. Uh, it's about like two hours or so from us here. Um, they purchased an abandoned mall. They bought the Cary Town Center Mall, uh, which I guess is a uh, 980,000 square foot mall. It sits on uh, 87 acres. And uh, they decided to buy it and make it their headquarters by 2024. And I guess they're going to have some office buildings, some recreational space there. Uh, just, just awesome to see abandoned malls. And the reason why I said it's something that my family and I are into is we love watching like those abandoned YouTubers out there, you know, you, you go into those old malls or old amusement parks uh, or old office buildings. Um, there's something about that that is just, I don't know, it's it's weird, you know, it's it's almost surreal to see some of that stuff. You know, it's even like why I, I love watching like people that go into Chernobyl and just go into, you know, Pripyat, the the city that was right outside the the reactor. And you can see just how people just up and left. And there's, you know, baby dolls and, and plates still where people were having lunch. Like, it's all just there. So surreal and weird to see that. I mean, I think I've talked about before how I love the kind of post-apocalyptic aesthetic. That's why I love, like, Fallout and, those, you know, those uh, style games just that, that take place in this post-apocalyptic world. Um, and, uh, you know, the idea that Epic is buying this abandoned mall, obviously it's not going to look like an abandoned mall in the end, right? It's going to be beautiful office buildings in that, but... Or, you know, an office setting for them. But I think it's just neat that that's what we may start to see happening with these abandoned malls. I mean, back in New York where I lived, we had an, an, old, mall, an old mall, Mohawk Mall, which, by the way, is in the original rock band. There was a developer from 
uh, Schenectady, New York, where we were from, and he he um, somehow was able to sneak in a Mohawk Mall T-shirt. So if you wanted to customize your rock band character in the game, or you know, you could kind of create your band, there was a Mohawk Mall T-shirt, and uh, there was also a uh, oh, what was it called? Not Broadway Diner. Um, there was another diner that we would eat to eat eat and eat at in New York as well, and he had a T-shirt for the Brandywine Diner was in there as well. And I remember seeing that and I was like, what the hell? So I had, you know, at the time we were doing the podcast. So I, I messaged uh, the PR rep uh, over at Harmonix and uh, I said, hey, is somebody from Schenectady? And they got back to me and said, sure enough, they were. They were able to kind of sneak that into the game, which I just thought was so cool to see that. But Mohawk Mall was the like the mall when I was a kid. And then just as time went on, it, you know, faded away to where there was one or two stores there. That's where our store media play. I don't know if you had a media play near you. Um, which was the epic store. I know Chris and I talked about it on an episode before where it had literally everything, books, comics, uh, CDs, you know, DVDs. I mean, laser discs at the time, you know, uh, tapes. Um, then they would have, you know, all the video games. And, and I mean, I remember even looking at like Atari Jaguar games there. I mean, they had everything, even they even had, you know, like the, the geeky t-shirts like today, when you go into some stores and you see that stuff, they, they were the only place that had things like that back then. They were the only place you could buy a Mario t-shirt. They had them there and it was huge, huge store. So eventually like most of the mall shut down, but media play stayed open. And when media play shut down, I mean, it was like a tragedy, like, Oh my God, media play shutting down. Uh, and then eventually they turned the mall into just a, Kind of what you see now. I think a Target went in there and then like an Old Navy and, you know, uh, uh, Pier 1, Bed Bath & Beyond, but all kind of the standalone stores, you know, not the mall. It became basically a, a mini mall, if you want to say. And uh, that's all you see now. Uh, here where I live in, in uh, right outside Charlotte, we have an area uh, where there is a small mall. And uh, there's a Belk in there, which Belks are kind of like a, like a JCPenney type store around here in the south. They're kind of big here in the Carolinas. And, uh, they're like the Ted pole, the tent pole of this mall. And there's a Chick-fil-A in there. There's a GameStop. Uh, there is a Bed Bath & Beyond. And then that's just kind of it. And even when we moved here, like 15 years ago, um, there was a Walden Books, you know, there was a KB Toys. There was actually a decent amount of little stores in there. It's a small, it was a small mall. It's not really that big, but now you go in there and there's just nothing. I mean, there's a lot of the, you know, little kiosks kind of in the middle of the mall, uh, where people are selling, phone cases. And I mean, we actually just recently went to, there is actually a giant outlet mall here called Concord Mills uh, in Concord, North Carolina, kind of by the uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway. And uh, it's huge. I mean, people come on like bus trips to go to this mall. It's massive. It's got all kinds of stores. You name it, it's there. Uh, We went there actually this past weekend just because, you know, just kind of get out of the house. (laughs) We're only there like 30 minutes because I mean, you're supposed to wear masks there were some people wearing masks, but you know they're all wearing it under their nose. My wife is like, "We got to get out of here." She just she does not like to be around a lot of people right now, just because of you know obviously obvious reasons with the pandemic, and you know when people aren't doing the right thing that they should be doing. Um, so we left, but you know just kind of walking around that mall and seeing all the kiosks in the middle of the mall, and and that it's it's such a stark contrast to see like how a giant mall like this could exist still, but then you go to these little abandoned malls, and there's just nothing you know and and i think this idea that epic games buying up this smaller mall could be something we could see like i'm you know obviously you would have to have big companies being able to do that i mean i think they spent geez it was like 
what, $60 million or something crazy like that uh, is what they spent on this. So how many companies, especially here, you know, where we live outside Charlotte, how many companies could come in and buy freaking this mall and put up a big thing? I mean, you obviously got to be uh, of a certain size of a company and, and even need that space. Who who really needs that kind of space, right? To have, have a 87 acre mall be your headquarters. Um, but, you know, I think it would be a neat, uh, a neat thing if we started to see, you know, things like that. Because, hey, it's repurposing those those locations. Um, kind of going off on a tangent, man, just talking about malls. But I just, you know, malls are, are just, you know, so so ingrained in uh, my childhood. And I know for many of you, mall the mall was the place. I mean, that's where we would go and, and uh, go to the arcade. You know, when I think back to, I, I always talk about it here, how, you know, Mortal Kombat, my buddy and I would go on a Friday night and just sit there and sell the sheets that had like the, the fatalities and all the moves on it. So just so we could play another, another match. Uh, that was the mall. I mean, you, we would just go every Friday night. We were literally mall rats. I mean, and, and most kids in school were, cause that's, that was the only place to go, you know, other, other than sit at home. Um, and we would just walk around the mall and, you know, go to Spencer's, you know, I don't know if you guys remember Spencer's. I mean, Spencer's is still around now. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just, just crazy, man. Um, so I don't know. That's why I kind of just, you know, made me smile when I saw that Epic was buying this mall. It's, uh, it's pretty neat. So who knows? Hey, 2024, we'll see how that all turns out. And you know what? Knowing them, they say recreational space. There's going to be a battle bus and, you know, they're, they're going to turn all that into all kinds of locations from Fortnite and probably even have like a, a public place where people can even go. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they do something like that as well. Um, but, uh, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, one final thing today I do want to talk about was we, uh, actually watched, well, didn't watch the whole thing. Watch part of Death to 2020 over on Netflix. It's a new mockumentary uh, that is out now. It's coming from uh, the creators of Black Mirror. And um, basically is exactly what the title says. Death to 2020. It's all about just everything that happened uh, in 2020. It features some pretty uh, high-profile actors as well. Samuel Jackson's in it. Hugh Grant. Lisa Kudrow. Uh, Tracy Allman. Leslie Jones from SNL is in it. Um and the trailer looked pretty funny, you know, so we put it on and I don't know, like it's, they do make some good jokes in there, but, but the thing you got to go in with is again, it's a mockumentary. So it's not Samuel Jackson playing Samuel Jackson. He's playing Dash Brackett. He's a reporter for the New Yorkly, New Yorkerly News or, uh, you know, Hugh Grant plays Tennyson Foss. He's a, a historian. And, uh, who, oh yeah, <laughs> Camille Nanjiani, you know, the, the actor that he's in it and his name is ba- Bark Multiverse. So it's, it's kind of corny in that sense. And then, you know, some of the jokes are throwing out there. It is really, you know, a satire about 2020, but I almost, as we're watching it and my wife was reading her book and I think we were waiting for my kids. They were, you know, doing whatever they were doing upstairs. We're going to come down and watch TV together. So I was just like, I don't need to throw this on. She's reading her book. And are reading a book, and I put it on. And you know, everyone's watching, kind of looking up, and I hear her chuckle every once in a while, listening. But then, you know, she's like, "This is dumb," and I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. It is. Uh, it is pretty stupid. Like, I, I wish they had these the actors that they had. I wish it was just Samuel Jackson being Samuel Jackson talking about 2020. And, and you know what? Do, do I care what Lisa Kudrow has to say about 2020? Not really. But hey, it's Lisa Kudrow, so whatever. Like, they're just having this cast of actors, I think just talking about 2020 would have been better than what this is. I mean, I don't know. I get, maybe I got to watch the whole thing, but, uh, like I said, it definitely did give a couple laughs in there. 
Um, but uh, I, I just would have rather had these actors just, I think, roasting 2020 for real. Because some of the things that they say and, and, and the characters they're playing are somewhat in line with how you think they would actually be. I mean, Lucy Cujo plays a very um, conservative political person. So, you know, I don't know her politics, but I, I just I don't think... You know the the person she's playing in this would not be Lisa Kudrow, so we would have had a different angle from Lisa Kudrow. Um, but you know, I think it just would have served it better if if they kind of played their normal roles and and then just unleash. I mean, Leslie Jones herself has been very vocal on Twitter throughout this past year, so I think her just <laughs> being her Twitter account in this documentary would have been great. Samuel Jackson just dropping f bombs left and right would have been perfect, right? Uh, I think would have been awesome. Um, and then, you know, Hugh Grant, I mean, being, you know, a British person, getting his perspective on things that happen here in the States. Cause really, I mean, it's about the world, but a lot of it focuses on, you know, the, the, uh, social things and, and the pandemic and everything happening here in the state. Uh, when they do show Hugh Grant, of course it is, um, kind of addressing over to, uh, the UK side. And I mean, they even get into, uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle stepping down from the British family, which Tracy Ullman actually plays the queen in this. They don't say that, you know, she's Queen Elizabeth, but they do say she's the queen, so, uh, you know, take that for what it is. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, if you're looking for just something to kind of kill time or kind of have in the background, get a couple laughs with, I think you probably will. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, I kind of wish it was more of a, an actual documentary, which I'm sure we're going to get that. I mean, we're going to get, you know, the, the 2020 show that we all deserve. I know at some point. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't think this is it per se. But, um, you know, hey, the years that were five days into 2021. So, you know, looking back, hindsight is 2020 right um we're, we're gonna get that show at some point but all right guys that's gonna do it for me today i actually just downloaded just got light of the jedi the first high republic novel i downloaded it through audible i am going for the audio version probably gonna swing by uh target later today and pick up the physical book i was gonna get it from amazon but then i was looking at the prices and it's the same exact price i mean it's like a dollar more maybe at target so i said ah screw it let's go to target Uh, Because, again, I do want to actually have the physical version of the book. Uh, But I'm going to start listening today. We'll see tomorrow. Uh, I did create for those that are patron supporters in our uh, Discord. We have a High Republic spoiler section right now uh, where people can go in there if they want to kind of get some details and and just spill it out. Uh, But I have a feeling it's going to take me a little bit to get through it, of course. Um, you know, but I'm going to try to pretty much every car ride, every run I do. So I'm hoping about a week and a half, two weeks, kind of get through it. And then having the physical version as well, I'm going to try to, I think, kind of pick up uh, and do some reading with it as well. But uh, big thanks as always to Gamergoo for supporting the show. Remember, Gamergoo is that antiperspirant for your hands. Lasts up to four hours. They're shipping their new scent, the Beach Breeze. So if you're interested in checking any of that out, head on over to GamerGoo.com. You can find all the information over there. And be sure to use my promo code TEL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. Well, guys, that's it for me. Until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time.